Welcome to Mini Mentoring, a weekly bonus episode of This Can't Be That Hard. Every Friday, I share a conversation that I've had with one of you, my amazing listeners, about a problem or issue that's got you stuck in your photography business. We set the timer for 15 minutes and see how much progress we can make. And sometimes 15 minutes is all you need to find clarity or achieve your next breakthrough. If you've got an issue that you'd like to have featured on the show, stick around at the end to find out how to reach out. But for now, let's dive in. Anouk, welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. It is so lovely to have you on the show today. How are you? Fine, thank you. I'm Very really good. happy to be here. Yes, we are recording this at the end of 2020, but it will be airing in 2021. So who knows where you'll be on this journey by the time that this is on the air. But I think that no matter when it airs, this is going to be a topic that um, is really relevant for a lot of people, especially as we are in you know our current like pandemic lockdown kind of time i feel like it's put a really big damper on a lot of people's marketing efforts so i'm excited to talk to you about marketing today i'm going to go ahead and get my timer out here are you ready to start yes all right let's get going Okay, so uh, yeah, my question was like how to how to market to the right people. I've started my business in February. Of course, it didn't start <laughs> like I would have wanted to. Here we were allowed to work as photographer before end of May. Right. So I started there. I as a I made a few model calls. I did five families. I model calls, and then I kind. I had no idea where to go. I've tried Facebook ad. I've tried um, contacting my network. I've tried, well, I'm on Instagram, of course, and mm-hmm. Facebook, like posting normally. I have a listing on Google. The basic stuff, mainly, I've tried using some referrals from the, the model call, but I don't think most of them are, would be in my Bluebird clients. So I don't think that the referral from there would be the best way to go uh-huh. so yeah so I ended up having one client that worked well but other than that I'm still really wondering how to reach the right people and what um, marketing channel to use because there's so many possibilities right <laughs> and sometimes I'm kind of getting lost on which one would reach them the best and I'm not so- sure they are that much in, in on social media either so right you know. Right. And it can be hard. I mean, social media is a, it's a tricky medium for, you know, a whole bunch of reasons It can be great. And it's nice mm-hmm. because if you're, you know, it can be free to the extent that you want it to be free, but it's also, <laughs> there's a lot of noise out there. So I know a bit more about your business, but because my audience doesn't all know everything about what you're trying to do, tell me a little bit more about who your Bluebird client is, what you offer, and and where you feel like you are in the market, in your local market, in terms of pricing and that sort of thing. Okay. So I'm first, I'm using the simple sales system that you uh-huh. teach, and I took also revenue and repeat that I'm planning to start uh, next year, Great. but so far on not much clients. <laughs> sure, sure. So I would say in my market, I would be in the higher hand of the market. There's... I could not find many boutique 
photography business in the market. I, I looked for them, but I basically, the only one I found is also in the single sales system. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think there's many more. There's uh -huh. in the um, wedding industry, there is some, of course, but uh -huh. in the family, family photography, not so much. I do mostly documentary style photography. So, so yeah, that I would say, and one of the things that might be complicating my marketing is that I market in a bilingual setting. Uh -huh. uh, here, most people, there's like split out enough between French and English. And yep. I do think most of my bluebird would be in the English market, maybe, but not all. And uh -huh. probably most of them are bilingual and would say they look a lot like the one you describe in most of your podcasts so uh, dual income family working in the working and living in the city with i would say for me at least one children i wouldn't do uh, maternity session but i prefer to do them when there's already a child it looks in documentary for me with just two adults is kind of boring. A hundred percent. I totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> I have some trouble to just do documentary in that setting. Right. So that's about it. I don't know if there's anything I didn't cover. No, no, that's, that's a good overview. And I think that that's, that's all important. So one thing that I want to point out is that it's a really good sign that in your market, you do see high-end wedding photographers getting work. Because even if there aren't other family photographers who are commanding high prices, as long as there is a market out there that's willing to pay for photography, pay, you know, good money for photography, that means that the market is there. And the what isn't there necessarily is sort of the the expectation or the the desire yet. So, and I, I want to just put an underline under the word yet. The thing about photography in <laughs> just about any circumstance, photography is not a need for anyone, right? This is not, yeah. we are not fulfilling some sort of need. So, you know, there's a, a wide range of like, we have to service everybody. And perhaps, you know, if everyone needs to buy a car, which is more or less true in the world these days, in, you know, if you're living outside of a, a city center, you need some form of transportation. So there's like cheap cars and very expensive cars and there's all, you know, everything in between. But with photography, you're, there's a subset of people who is interested in purchasing photography to begin with. And it's, it's not everybody. Regardless of income, really, there are people who you know, fall all along the spectrum who are interested in photography. So when, when I teach pricing, as you know, my big thing is you need to figure out what you need to make and who you want to work with and figure out how you can make the numbers work, whether it's like higher volume with lower prices or higher prices with lower volume or some combination of the two, all of those can, can work out. You just have to find the right niche. If you find yourself, as it sounds like you do, in a niche where you have your market doesn't have a lot of saturation, but there is demonstrated sort of ability to meet you where you are, then you're actually in a really good position. The thing in terms of, you know, you may be one of the first people in your area to, to offer this thing and add on to the fact that you're offering documentary work, which is typically a smaller subset of family photography work, right? So that's a, mm -hmm. it's kind of like additional, it's, an, it's a niche within a niche. So 
the thing that I'm not surprised, first of all, <laughs> launching your business a month before a pandemic hits <laughs> is definitely, <laughs> we're just going to go ahead and tell you, like, you should not take this past year as an indication of success or not success. Like you're here, you got a client. I would say that that's a win. Yeah. And, you know, plenty of people who've been in business for a long time have been struggling to, to reach their clients and communicate and all that sort of stuff. So like, we're going to take this past year and call it a win because what I know you've done, because I've watched you do it, is set up a lot of systems in your business and do lots of deep diving on things like marketing and all that sort of stuff. So you are, once the world opens back up a little bit more, you're way better positioned than a lot of people when they start to start these things in a way that's sustainable and that you're not going to have to go back and redo it over and over again. Yeah, I kind of that's, followed your advice on that. <laughs> yeah, and that's a that's like a, a pep talk of sorts, but it's also very much the truth. So then when it comes to actually putting a plan in place, I think that my general recommendation, I think you're absolutely right. There are a million different ways that you can market. I think that my personal preference is to do a handful of things very well rather than trying to do a broad spectrum. Because when you're, you know, we've, I've talked about before the, like the rule of seven when it comes to marketing, where somebody's really not going to strongly consider hiring you until they have received seven offers from you in some form. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you like sent them an email proposal, but you know, they went and saw you working and had the opportunity to sign up for a little session that you did as part of a fundraiser somewhere, or they went to, you know, they, you, you met them because your kids go to the same school and you were chatting one time and they said something about like, Oh, what do you do? And you told them, Oh, I'm a family photographer. And it's sort of like, you know, they didn't turn around and say, great, let me give you my credit card, but they, they logged that. So you kind of have to have those seven points of contact or seven offers before somebody is going to actually be moved to hire you. And that's just data driven. Mm. I didn't collect that data, but this is what I've heard over and over again. So I'm, <laughs> and I have also experienced that to a certain degree in my own business over time where, you know, it's like when someone does hire me, I'll ask them about where they, where they heard about me. And I'll be like, Oh, I heard about you two years ago when my friend hired you. And then I started following you on Instagram and then I went to a thing and you were, you had a, I went to a, <laughs> I'm not speaking very well today. I went to a, an auction and you had an item in the auction. And so I bid on it and that's why I'm here today or whatever the case may be. There's usually more to it than just like, I ran across you and instantly booked you. Mm -hmm. So I think that the benefit to kind of having a narrower scope, but going deeper and working with the same, you know, if you're co-marketing with other businesses or if you're working in certain circles, that repetition where you're kind of running in the same circles over and over again, I think it does a better job of seeding your business in a more serious way in the minds of the people who are there. The trick there is that you really have to get very clear on who are going to be the right businesses or people or groups to target your effort toward. Mm -hmm. One thing that I do find is more, you know, so if you're looking for 
there's co-marketing with other businesses is great, but that does require some sort of legwork. And so what I would probably recommend is as you choose, let's say that you choose sort of five general strategies that you're going to focus on. I would make a couple of them something that you can do online and all the time. And I, you know, obviously I think a baseline of like, I post to Instagram all the time because Instagram for photographers, it's almost, I look at it almost like a secondary website. And then because a lot of people will hear about you, they'll look at your website. It'll be one or the other, but they will look at both. And then the other half roughly of the techniques or tactics that you take, I think should be focused on things that you can do in person. So whether you're showing up live or, but it is based on like human to human contact. So working with a school to do portraits, doing, you know, co-marketing with a local charity or a, a daycare center. I mean, you know, with kids, there are a whole bunch of different things you could partner with doctor's office, pediatrician's offices, but getting involved in your community, I feel like it's kind of like how I'm super preachy about getting on the phone. I feel like that human connection is the thing that people, it makes you stand out these days because so many photographers rely on their online presence to do all their marketing for them. And they get really lazy about actually showing up in person and flying their photographer flag out in the world. So, so I just would recommend that, you know, as you're choosing your strategies, you kind of, it's like a, it's like a mutual fund portfolio. You need to make sure you're diversified (laughs) a little bit, a little bit in person and a little bit online. Does that make sense? I know that you are sort of brainstorming these things. Are can yeah. you give me a I, sense as to any that jump to mind on I, either I, of those fronts? Yeah, I did try a few, like currently theoretically participating in a, a fundraiser with an organism right now. Mm-hmm. Nobody contacted me, but mm-hmm. we tried and supposed to be up until April. We'll see. Mm-hmm maybe after the holidays. And I tried reaching out to some local kids tour, like uh, shoes and uh, clothes, but the mm-hmm. owners are, were, are kind of never in the store. So I had to contact them via email and no, nobody answered me. Uh-huh. So I'm guessing it might be the time of year too that people are pretty like in store right now. It's really complicated. There's a yeah. number of people allowed in and masks and everything. So it's, not the best time to do those sure. kind of thing either. So um, well, I'm trash, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, no, that's great though. And, and I'm really happy to hear that you're doing these sort of like outreach kinds of things. Yes, I would say that right now in the retail world, especially it's like their crazy season. Mm-hmm. That first contact is, you know, you can just like forget it because they probably forgot it. However, when you follow up in January and say, Hey, you know, I contacted you last month. I'm sure you guys were totally slammed and overwhelmed. Tis the season, you know, don't, Mm -hmm. I think one thing that we can do, and I think as artists, we tend to do this is take any micro rejection really personally, especially in the business world. Stop on here, especially in the business world. It's like these kinds of offers come a thousand times a minute. And if you look at it as the same thing as with a client where like they need to interact with you and your brand seven, seven ish times before they're even going to like bother to write back to you. It really does take some fortitude and just like 
okay, I'm just going to try again. I'm going to try again. I, <laughs> I had a, I, I also think that like you can drop your name in all kinds of funny places. And I'm just going to give a shout out to my son's orthodontist's daughter <laughs> is, is a relatively uh, new, she's young. She just graduated from college. She runs a podcast and she writes for a magazine. And she, after I was talking to her mom during my son's orthodontist appointment, and it came up that I was a photographer, her mom... <laughs> Her mom was like, oh, my daughter's a photographer. And I gave her my podcast. And then now her daughter listens to her podcast. So hi, yeah. Anna, if you happen to be listening. But, <laughs> and she, or she wrote an article about it. So like all these connections, it's just one of those things that you kind of have to like get the ball rolling. And it feels really self. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you're promoting yourself all the time. And the yeah. fact of the matter is you have to. And anyone who knows anything about business and small business in particular is going to understand that that is necessary. Yes. Mm. There will be some people who are like, uh, she's, <laughs> she's too much. And if, if they say that, that's just, they're just not the right people. But if you keep at it, it will happen. And you have been to us. I mean, this is a slow start in the grander scheme of things, but in, for this year, I feel like you're, you're doing all the right things. So I would just focus, you know, those like five to six different strategies and then, you know, create a schedule and just keep at it. They will start to start to have some traction. Yeah. It's, it's a patient thing too. <laughs> it is Need a patient wait. thing. And the thing is you've made so much progress in such a relatively short period of time on like your business infrastructure that I have no doubt that the sort of slow <laughs> build of the actual work is frustrating. But I, you know, honestly, I remember that being true for me at the beginning where, you know, I probably had my first year of business. I probably had 15 family clients total. And that was in a non-pandemic year. So it, I feel like I, I think you're doing great. Thanks. At least I, I'm working on the structure. Of course, it's, I'm going to have less work to do. After. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. And, and you'll be making the correct amount of money, which is more than almost everyone can say. So, yeah. well, good. Anouk, thank you so much for taking the time to, to jump on here and uh, keep at it. And I am looking forward to having this conversation again a year from now and, uh, and hearing hopefully very different things in terms of your numbers. I hope to. Thank you yeah. very much. Absolutely. Really fun. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. That's it for this week's mini mentoring session. If you've got a problem or issue in your photography business that you'd like to have featured on the show, go to thiscan'tbethathard.com slash mentoring and use the form to submit your information. I can't wait to hear from you.